This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you. I've noticed there's a progression. Uh, This is thinking about people who like alpacas. It starts off with a a general interest. Do Do you remember the first time you met your alpaca or an alpaca? What was the experience? What did, what did it make you feel? You may have seen them on TV. You may have met one in the flesh, as it were, in a field, in a stable, in a on a farm, probably. Or it could be somewhere else. People do take their alpacas to some strange places. Uh, I did try that a bit, and <laughs> I wasn't sure the alpacas were enjoying it. I've, I found it a bit stressful myself as well, so we stopped doing that. But yeah, people do. People take them around, which is great. I love the fact that people get exposed to alpacas. So what is it that you were feeling when you met your first alpaca? Mm. It, it, I was thinking about this, and it, it kind of, how do you sum it up? It, it's a bit like it awakens something. There's a little something that you connect with an alpaca in a, a new way, a deeper way. Uh, I, like, I like all animals. I like dogs, cats, you know. I like goldfish. There are things, <laughs> just thinking of the goldfish, there are some things that you can interact with more effectively than others. Watching, observing, interacting, recognizing there's something behind the eyes. My personal opinion is that there's more behind the eyes with alpacas than most, uh, perhaps horses. Oh, then there's cows. Oh, I know. There's lots of others. And sheep as well, except most of the sheep (laughs) that I've met generally have been a little bit dim and they've got stuck in a fence or in the brambles or something and they needed rescuing or come over a fence or come through a fence or needed rescuing. Yeah, that's a bit how my experience of sheep has been. That's perhaps slightly different to other people. And I'm aware that I'm biased and I'm allowed to be and so are you. And maybe... I take it all back about sheep. They have got a bad rap uh, in my sharing of things in my, (laughs) but that's been my experience. That's all I can say. So yeah, meeting your first alpaca, getting, getting kind of connected and, and then you, you can start to look out for things. It's amazing. Once you start looking, you realize that alpacas appear all over the place. The number of times I've driven past a field and looked twice or even slowed down and stopped to have a closer look. Was that an alpaca? No, it was just a sheep. It was a funny angle, and there were two of them. One stood behind. <laughs> it wasn't an alpaca at all. It's probably unusual to see an alpaca. Uh, not completely. But around here, the fields around here, I would know generally if someone nearby had got alpacas. Not always, but generally. So there you go. You're going around. You're starting to see alpacas everywhere. Uh and then you find out a bit more. You you go looking for information. Okay, this is phase two now. You're going beyond just the, oh, there's an alpaca, to going looking for them, for information about them. You start to investigate. You start to having a look at, have you, have you, you know, 
explored some of the YouTube clips and all those kind of things. You go looking for books. Are there books about alpacas? Oh, would you know? And I'm guessing if you do know that there are books about alpacas, then you've you've been looking, haven't you? I know. Oh, found you out. You've been looking, finding out information about alpacas. There's a range of them out there. Some of them are very technical and helping with the specific care, and some of them are kind of almost veterinary textbooks. Uh, that can be useful. And I found that useful because I've got enough here, the herd of 36. But uh, yeah, there's there's information to be found. There's some lovely stories as well. There's some kid stories and various things out there, which is always nice. And <laughs> if you could find an excuse to buy it for yourself, oh, it starts to grow, doesn't it? This interest, this... And then people notice, phase three now, phase three of, of infatuation with alpacas. Phase three is that other people notice and they start to give you birthday cards with alpacas on them. Or sometimes llamas, because often people are unaware of the difference. That's okay. They're camelids. We like camelids. And they start to give you birthday cards. They start to give you little things that go on the top of pencils. Or have you had any of those? I've had a few of those. Or you can get a mug, which has got an alpaca on it. Or uh, something else. There's little quirky things of alpaca in my bags. And there's some that have had <laughs> photographs taken after they've been sheared in a particular way. You know what I'm talking about. I think this is very unfair and shouldn't be allowed. There should be a rule against it somehow. Um, it doesn't make me smile. It makes me go, oh, the poor alpaca. Oh, I'm not sure what phase that is. That's perhaps that's phase four. It's when people start giving you things recognizing that you have that infatuation with alpaca. You just love them. You're always talking about them. You're getting super excited about an alpaca. And they start to they start to feed that <laughs> by giving you things for birthdays and Christmas and send it in the cards. And they'll they'll share little memes with you, those little video clips and things. Alpaca with antlers. Uh, we'll be getting those soon, won't we? We'll be having little little gifts. GIFs, those little moving video, uh, they're images, but there's a, anyway, you know what I mean. So they're little moving things that loop around. <laughs> and there's an alpaca with antlers on as we're getting towards Christmas and holiday season. There you go. And I know some people have been here to visit and they, they've really been, they've been caught <laughs> by the alpacas and could become infatuated. And they've got everything to do with alpacas all over the place. They've got a quilt cover that's alpacas all over it uh, and pillows to match and all that kind of stuff. And there are people who will really like to have products, products that are made from alpaca fleece. So it could be a scarf, it could be hats or it could be socks. I know somebody recently was just telling me that they'd they'd been on a trip. So shout out to Ed and thank you for the message. And yes, it was a trip, trip to the skiing and camping expedition on the Arctic. And alpaca hats and socks were must-haves, he said, <laughs> which they are. And I've known people, uh, we actually sort of gave some, it was a part of our support for a, uh, a charity climb of Kilimanjaro. And we gave some alpaca socks to them. And... On the day of the final ascent, there was some, I can't remember what happened there. Some kind of, anyway, they ended up trading their socks. And uh, there, there was a whole queue of people who, re, or perhaps it was a spare pair of socks. We gave them two pairs. Uh, and and uh, there was a whole 
kind of thing of <laughs> trying try to, people were trying to get hold of these alpaca socks. They loved them and they are amazing. And I wear my alpaca socks all the time in my, in my Wellington boots, uh, which I'm wearing all the day, every day, you know, they're, they're just, it's just required in Wales. I think even when it's dry, it, it's, they're fairly, fairly often required if you're mucking out and that kind of stuff. So I have my socks on every day. And they're, they're wonderful. So, yeah. And there's other things that you can do on find. And some of them are little wall hangings. Some of them are, well, it's all for, you know, go looking. You'll start finding alpaca things everywhere. So if you're looking for something for you for a special day, which could be a birthday or it could be holiday time or whatever it is, or just, just as a, no excuse at all, just, just for fun, just, just cause it's an alpaca thing, then, uh, you can make people aware of the things that you'd really like and the things that are not quite so, mm, that's okay, but it's got an alpaca on it. I know, but I'd like something a bit more special. And there are various things that are out there. So go go have a look, see. And maybe it's a it's a time for for giving alpaca products to somebody else. Now there's a thought. It may be something you've made uh, or could make. It could be simple. Uh, people who who like to provide nesting material for birds often will make alpaca fleece available. Uh, wrong time of year. Sorry. No, I know it's. <laughs> The wrong time of year here in the UK. It's November, approaching the end of the year. So we're going into just about to go into winter, uh, tail end of of fall. So, not really nesting material for for birds, but not the right time. But maybe uh, maybe a holiday present would be something that would, yeah, for the spring. You never know. There's a thought. Or it could be a storybook or it could be anything. So so you could share your passion. Maybe they've heard too much about alpacas already, but no, you can't hear too much about alpacas. So you could share your infatuation, your passion. Uh, you could choose which word to use. You could share it with other people by the gifts that you give. And of course, there's also going. What about taking somebody with you? for them to experience being with an alpaca. You know how it was when you saw your first alpaca and you spent time around them. Maybe you could take somebody with you to go have that experience. Or, or maybe you've burnt through all your friends who are prepared to do that kind of thing already uh, and they just don't get it. Well, I'm sorry. If that's the case, then you might have to go by yourself. And we've had, we've had visitors here and they came just by themselves just because they wanted to spend time close up around the alpacas, feeding them, just being around them, just hearing the stories. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. I just wanted to say again, thank you for being one of my listeners for the podcast. So appreciated. And if you think there is somebody, there's another thing you can give away. Uh, if you think there is somebody who would also appreciate the stories, hearing about alpacas, learning about alpacas, then do point them in the direction of the, the podcast. Do send them to have a listen and experience it for themselves. Yeah, there we go. So are you infatuated? Or are you just passionate? <laughs> uh, it's in the genes, you know. You've got the alpaca gene. I, you, you just can't help it. That's my story. And I think uh, if you can, go spend some time with your alpacas. 
Okay, so I'm going to come back to that. That's my that's my ending, isn't it? I haven't ended yet. Let me tell you, give you an update on the valley. Do you know what happened yesterday morning? There was a sound just like that. And I thought, oh, 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 rushed to the window. And there's the two swans that were remaining. One of them had left already. There was the two that had been remaining that had been here. Uh, and they were flying off. They were going down. They were high enough this time to actually leave. They were high enough in the air. And, oh, they're just so graceful when they fly. Such power in those wing beats. So off they went. And they bent left, turned left, go to the end of the valley and turn left. I think they'd had instructions, you know. It just looked like, oh, now, now's the time you need to just indicate. We're just turning left here. And off they went. And I was right. They'd been here for such a long time. Oh, it was amazing. And uh, it was all of seven days. Do you know that? It's only a week. They'd been here a week. And off they went. It felt, felt like they'd been here a long time. And we really did enjoy having them here. I'm not quite sure it was the right space for them. It's a bit, bit cramped for big birds like that. They enjoyed doing the, I don't know what you'd call it in a, in a swan. In, in ducks, they, they, they're dibbling. They kind of they're good with their with their beaks. There's that kind of thing going on. But they dip down and they kind of the tail goes up and the heads and then the neck and everything they've got goes down to reach as far as they can. Whereas the the, the sedate, the very uh, stylish looking swans, they just go. Mm, just going to bend my head, neck down, and just reach down. Their body seems to stay flat on the water, and the head and the neck go down deep into the water. And they would come up sometimes with bits of weed, uh, various other bits and pieces. They were obviously quite busy feeding. Hardly saw them on dry ground, a bit, but not a lot. A few times, but not much. Uh, but it was interesting to watch them and to, to recognise the behaviour was different. Speaking of the ducks... They get a bit twitchy every time. Like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. And they kind of rush to to move the further into the middle of the lake so they're further away from me. I don't think I'm that scary. But anyway, they do move themselves. Uh, and, the, and the cormorant does as well. And then we get the crows that go, man, 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 man. They do this kind of, I can't make a crow sound. But they, it sounds like they're shouting, man, man, man. <laughs> he's coming. So they alert everybody. So the, the ducks move. And when the swans were here, the ducks wouldn't move themselves. Oh, quick. And they'd, they'd, they'd beetle off across the surface. They'd, they'd, wherever the swans were, the, the ducks would take themselves over. Let's be by these big brothers, big cousins over here. They'll keep us safe. A bit like alpacas and llamas. Well, I'm not sure how close the alpacas want to get to the llamas, but they're very relaxed when a llama is around the alpacas. Not, not here. I haven't had that experience directly, but I know people who've got both and they've found that uh, that's what happens. There's a relaxing that happens when a llama is in the field with the alpacas because the, the llama is a bit bigger and is the guard. He's on guard. She's on guard. The, the llamas are. And they kind of do their do their thing. And they're kind of tall and they have to, they kind of look down their nose at you because they've got such a long nose, I think. But anyway, I, I like llamas, but I love alpacas. I'm sorry. If you're reversed, then that's okay. You can have your <laughs> your own opinion. But uh, yeah, so the, the ducks would go find where the swans were and spend time near them, which I thought was really interesting. I thought that was fascinating. 
So we've returned to whatever normality is, close as it gets. The alpacas had a little bit of interaction with the swans, but not a lot. Um, they kind of there was some definite standing and staring at these white floating islands, <laughs> uh, but they didn't sort of get up close. They, the swans didn't get out on the bank. There were a few times when they did cruise over and were kind of in the water over near where the alpacas were. But uh, yeah, that was interesting, I think. So we shall see if they do return. I'm not sure they will. I don't think, I think it was a mistake, probably. Oh, look, there's the, there's the lake. Boop, down they came. And maybe it was a cloudy day. No, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I think they made a wrong turn and ended up here. Um, not sure it's quite for them. So we might have the geese come back at some point. The ducks are still here. And every now and again, we get some other bits and pieces. And we've still got the, the moorhens and the little grebes and other things that are around. We're still hearing lots of other calls and enjoy the bird life here in the valley. So thanks for being with me. That's the update on the uh, on the goings of the, of the birds. The alpacas, yeah, ticking along. The girls are enjoying having their coats on. Some of them are out and grazing in the rain. Very happily, thank you very much. And yeah, they're doing okay. So we shall carry on doing what we can. So take care. Go spend some time with an alpaca if you can. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.